everybody, welcome back to Dick Shade. This is Amy Oakley. Man, it's been a minute since I have uh, been on the radio, and I don't really know why. Well, that's not true. I do know why, because life is freaking crazy right now with the election, and it's really kind of all-consuming. I um, literally got in an argument with somebody the other day in a restaurant. Um, it's actually the guy that I've been seeing, and um, I, we were arguing... Um, about whether or not um, mask wearing masks is an actual issue to consider in the election or not. And my whole thing is no, who fucking gives a shit? Wear a mask. Here's wear a mask, wash your hands, don't get sick. You know, like even, you know, it's not a big deal to wear a mask. What, but what is a big deal are social justice issues. Like I don't want my two kids that have two moms to, you know, <clears throat> lose one of those or feel persecuted in high school because it's illegal or any of those things. The social justice issues are so huge. I don't know why anybody would vote for um, some of these super staunch conservative people who um, are completely against that. Um, I think that um, I might have gotten a little bit intoxicated and I maybe might have called him a fucking Trump tard. And the waiter came over and he was super gay and cute. He was wearing a purple and pink glittery unicorn mask. And he said to me, are you guys okay? And I just looked at him and I said, we're gonna be okay. And I kind of meant it in solidarity, like, yeah, bitch, we're gonna be okay. Uh, but anyway, so the same person, I'm on the verge of some changes with them. So I guess that's what we're gonna talk about today. A little bit of commitment and other things. Um, so it's so nice to be back and talking. Uh, we'll be right back, my friends. So maybe it's something about the holidays that really brings out the whole idea of commitment. I remember my relationship with my last boyfriend was really strange. Like, we never said, I love you. Well, I, I did say I love you one time when I was semi-drunk in a lake. I do remember that. Um, but it wasn't reciprocated, and I sure never fucking said it again. And um, honestly, at times, wondered why I ever did in the first place. But there's something about coming around the holidays and this whole idea of, like, family and um, getting together and traditions and all these kind of things that really um, make somebody kind of yearn to be in a relationship a little bit or just have those people that are super close to you that you're going to spend it with. So it's kind of hard being a pseudo-single person and that coming up. And so I think I've kind of been on the verge of commitment with this guy I've been seeing. Um, and it's so funny because like I almost said I love you. It was so close. And I'm not really sure what I'm afraid of. I mean, other than the commitment itself. I mean, I think at this point in time, I can say I've got a good healthy fear of that. But um, so we were hanging out. We'd spent the night together and <clears throat> I guess hung out all day. I don't even remember what we did. Um, probably went hiking or something. Um, and so we were laying in bed. Um, I'm super ready to have sex, super turned on. He's asking me to um, tell him something that he doesn't know about me, to tell him something that about himself that I, I really like. And I could not say a word. I, you know, I guess it's the old saying, the cat's got your tongue. I mean, fuck my tongue was like cut off and it was crazy because I felt this immediate kind of yearning and also pressure to say that I loved him and I just couldn't do it um and I thought long and hard about it um 
And I don't know. I think I ended up turning it into something sexual and, you know, telling him what I wanted him to do to my pussy or something, which, you know, was equally as good. I got what I wanted in the end, but it did put me in like such a awkward situation. And the thing about this guy that's hard is that um, we are really good in a lot of ways. Like, I think we both like a lot of the same activities. Like, you know, we can handle each other's music. Um, he's so fucking good with my kids. Um, there's just a couple of things that are just hard. Like, I think, like, the political beliefs thing is really hard. Um, because this man is, he's not um, an unintelligent man by any um, any shape or way or form, but sometimes the things he says just makes me feel like he's not the smartest. Um, and I, and I get that he just doesn't understand because he hasn't had to come from a place before where he's had to maybe, maybe fight in the same way. I mean, I, I mean, he's definitely, he's a white male, right? So there's a lot of that privilege that comes with it. And I think, um, he's one of those people that, um, that understands, um, at the heart, like, you know, everything operates in a, in a racist world and that's the kind of society we live in. But like, he makes fun of it in a lighthearted way. Like it's not a big deal. Um, which is in essence an issue itself. So I just have a really um, hard time with that. Um, and having him see it as being serious because once he knows it's bothered me, then, then he's poking the bear the whole time. Um, which makes me really frustrated. Um, he does though, like he does listen. <laughs> I had, I hung out with him last night. We were making dinner and I was really frustrated over something. And I just asked him, I was like, can you please just step the fuck away from me for a minute? That's all I need is just for you to back up. And so he did. And I, and I felt bad immediately. I was like, oh God, that was pretty fucking harsh, Amy. Um, <laughs> way to, way to be nice to somebody that you invited over for dinner. But I did go and apologize and say, Hey, you know, like I was just in a really frustrated spot and, um, I needed you to back up for a minute and not be over my shoulder about something. And he seemed to understand and it was fine and cool. But, um, I also just thought, Ooh, that was a really charged response to what was going on. So you see, there are all these little pieces here and there that are kind of worrisome, like, or I don't know, worrisome is maybe the wrong word, but like, they're like super challenging and they're challenging in a way that I don't know if that's, if that's how I want to be challenged because I don't know, <clears throat> you know, not that like teaching people isn't growth that is growth, but like, I think I want someone to challenge me in a way that's going to make me think outside the box. And I don't know that, um, me fighting to, um, you know, proclaim the importance of social justice issues is really going to give me that same, that same thing that I've been looking for. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I literally haven't prepared for this segment, um, because I've been kind of all over the place. Um, and I literally wrote down on the verge of, I love you as the name of that segment. So that's really where I'm at. Um, I gotta tell you though, when I was hiking the other day with him and my kids, something that scared the shit out of me is my kid who, you know, they're from the system and they've never had a male influence in their lives or whatever, but I'm listening to her have a conversation with this guy as we're walking up the mountainside. You know, and she's just like, she asked him right out. She's like, will you be my daddy? And I, like my whole life flashed in front of my eyes. I was like, oh my God, is this, is this what I'm doing? Can I, can I handle it? Is that what I want? Um, I don't know if that's what I want. Um, I don't know that I want to commit to that, you know, because on the other side of the coin, um, someone else I've been talking to about relationships is really, um, I was sitting with him and a group of people the other day and what he was saying was like, you know, to have this relationship where, 
you know, you just hang out when you want to hang out and there's not all this obligation about what you want to do and you can enjoy each other for what it's worth. And when the time's ready to move on to a different person, you just move on to a different person. And why can't it be casual? And why can't it be having your own life and your own house and your own situation and just sharing it on the days that you want to with that other person? I don't know. It sounds, it sounds cool and groovy. Um, but I don't, you know, but I guess where I get torn with it is the idea that my kids really want to have a family and they really want to have a relationship with the person I'm, I'm dating. And I think the reason is, is because my ex-wife is already getting married again and they have this, um, whole nuclear family situation going on over there. And I think that they look to me to kind of set up the same situation. So it's tough. There's just lots of pressures going all the way around it, but in general, what I will say is I'm kind of happier now than it happened in a really long time. Like I, you know, I'm enjoying meeting this new person and I've been enjoying hanging out and riding bikes and I haven't been getting super serious with anybody. Um, and it's okay. Um, it's okay. So maybe I'm not going to say I love you yet. I don't know. I guess the other scary side of that too, and maybe you guys and girls know what I'm saying, is like sometimes when they say it and you're not sure if you want to, then you it's like a, it's almost in the pit of your stomach and you're almost feel forced to say I love you too. Um, gosh, that happened to me once or twice before and um, usually I try to get my way out of it and this sounds so fucking lame and it is fucking lame, but I said one time uh, to this girl who said that she loved me, I was like, I love you too. But just like, you're like my best friend, I love you. <laughs> I'm not in love with you. And that's like the super fucking hard way to break someone's heart. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Anyway, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get a beverage. Um, and going to check on the 1,000 fucking texts that my ex-wife is sending me about my children. And I will be right back, Dick Jaders. So what about the other side of commitment? What about the big D. No, I'm not talking about dick, although I would like a big D right now. But what I am talking about is the big divorce. So of course, of course I'm divorced. If you guys have been listening to my sad ass story, you guys already know all about that. But you know, I have so many friends that are divorced in this, uh, this day and age. Uh, the guy that I've been seeing, he's been divorced twice. He has a super fucked up story. Um, I don't even want to tell it because if I tell it, then I'm going to get a lot of commentary from people on what the fuck, Amy, <laughs> what the fuck, Miss Oakley, um, run while you can. Uh, so I'm not going to tell that story, but so he's been married twice. Um, my ex-boyfriend before that, he was married once, but I just think for like a, a day and then he got that shit annulled. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, almost all my best friends are divorced. Um, I've got one that's married. Um, she's been separated for eight years and just hasn't gotten a divorce yet. And then I have one more friend who's still with her wife, but they kind of hate each other on a daily basis. Um, at least when we're hanging out. So I'm not really sure that, um, that counts as like a happy blissful marriage either. I don't know. I kind of think that marriage is overrated. Um, I don't think that I'm ever going to get married again. In fact, I'm pretty fucking sure of it that I'm not going to get married again. It is so fucking expensive and so much fucking heartache um, to get a divorce. It's bad enough to just break up with somebody and have to deal with all the 
the feelings and the and the separation and the regret and all that kind of stuff that comes with just breaking up. Like, who the fuck wants to go through and divide up, you know, legal possessions and fucking custody orders and, uh, I don't know, bank accounts and all this kind of shit. That is, that's for the fucking birds. You know, I have a friend <laughs> at work and, um, she's a great, she's a great friend. Um, <clears throat> she's not always a, the number one person I'm going to rely on in life, you know, but she's a good friend for a work friend. And so when I got divorced and I got the boot and I had to get the way away from all my Dick Shader, Dick, uh, Dick Shade friends, uh, she let me move in and she was straight and married to a guy, two kids. She had an Airbnb in her basement. And so I hung out there. Um, it was great. I got my shit together for a few weeks. It was, it was cool. And then I moved out my own apartment and shortly thereafter, she was like, I'm going to fucking divorce this guy. And this was probably like the fourth or fifth time I've heard her talk about divorcing this guy. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, if he's not making you happy, just fucking do it. Like, I'm here to tell you, you can survive on the backside. I, you know, of course, I paid out a fucking arm and a leg to my ex-wife and, you know, I'm starting all over again. But really, it's fucking worth it not to have all that pressure and unhappiness and anxiety that I was carrying around in that marriage. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So anyway, this was her, gosh, her second or third marriage that she was already on. Um, and she's like, she's not even been separated a year yet. They can't even work out their separation agreement. Like they fucking hate each other with a passion. And like, he's like a hot mess. Like he kind of is like a, well, he's not kind of, he's like a, he's a drug dealer. And so he can't like claim all of his, you know, money or his earnings. And she doesn't want to sell him out down the river because then it makes her an accessory to his fucking shit. And I don't know, they've got all these houses between them and like a broke ass business that went under that they have a lawsuit against the other guy for that. And just so much fucking shit, right? Like so much pressure. And like the kids are totally in the middle of it. Um, she tells me all the time about some whack ass fucking shit that he's done or said to her daughter. Um, and so all that's going on, but in the midst of that, of course, you know, like a month or so after she splits with him, she's fooling around and she meets this guy that lives all the way in Nashville, right? We live in Asheville. This is in Nashville. And she is like, she comes back to town. She's like, I met this guy. He's amazing. It's the best dick I've ever had. Like he's got a fucking like a like a nine inch dick when he's fucking hard and he eats the fuck out of her pussy. Um, all this great stuff. And then after they get done, they lay in bed and have a real conversation. That's what she tells me. I've never had a real conversation with a man in my life. So anyway, needless to say, she has not even been separated a year. Now she's engaged to this new guy to get married again. They already have plans about how it's going to work and how he's going to move here to Asheville so she can keep her job and her kids in the same school and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, well, fuck, man, you haven't even finished one and you're already rocking on the second one. Um, and I just all the time, like I just remind her of how she can have like a wonderful, cool life with this guy and enjoy her kids with him and enjoy building a house with him enjoy going on trips with him she can enjoy the fuck out of his nice ass pretty dick and i've seen a picture of it it is a nice fucking pretty dick but she doesn't have to marry him like why fucking jump in that shit again especially after she's only known him for a year and like sure he seems like he's fucking magical and wonderful because she's dealing with a fucking asshole prick ex-husband or soon to be ex-husband who treats her like garbage and he's not you know, he was never good in bed and none of these things. And she's just like living in this fucking fog. And I can just see the writing on the walls that this guy seems amazing because her ex is a fucking piece of shit. And then she's just going to get right in bed with another guy and get right into this whole marriage shit. And I mean, you can always, you can see it, you know, like four or five years, her kids in high school, she's fucking over it. I don't know why people do it. Like, 
what the fuck is the point? I just don't know. You know, and I didn't come from a broken home. I mean, my dad died when I was young and my mom was single. But And so I kind of claimed this whole, you know, divorce kid club in a sense. Because uh, all, fr- all my girlfriends had just one parent that they lived with too. And their dads lived, you know, well, they all lived with their moms. And then their dads lived fucking wherever they lived. And so I kind of just joined that club um, because it was convenient, I guess, to claim that identity. But, um, you know, I didn't come from that broken home or whatever. But... You know, again, my friend the other day, who was like spouting off all that, those ideas about how, you know, maybe it just needs to be casual. Maybe you can, you know, maybe you can love somebody and enjoy the hell out of them, but you don't have to take it to that next level. Maybe you can just chill. I don't know. I don't know. There's something to be said to it because like the guy I've been seeing too, like if I don't see him for a couple of days, like I do, I totally miss him and I want to see him and all these things. And I forget about how affect his Trump retarded statements were, um, you know, beforehand. So maybe there's something to be said for that. Um, but, um, the big D divorce, um, you know, which comes right after the big M marriage. Oof. Yeah. Can't do it. It's not in the cards for Amy Oakley anymore. That's for fucking sure. I can't even say I love you much less anything else. But anyway, I will be back in just a minute with some final thoughts. Hang tight. Well, Dictators, this has been like a really short catch-up kind of episode. Um, like I said, I was feeling all kinds of guilt and sadness about not talking to my peoples because um, this is so much fun, the podcasting thing. Um, I just have to share this funny story though. I just thought of, I think if the rum in this drink made me think of it, but, um, I went up to my friend's house after work today to hang out for a few and I was sitting on the carpet upstairs and he was telling me about this cool bass song that he's been writing or has been working on in practice. And anyway, he's got, he's super fucking talented and I just wanted to go here and play for a minute cause I never do, especially cause you know, shows don't fucking exist anymore with COVID. So anyway, I am, um, listening to him play and I looked down and like, this is like his, uh, his like man cave computer room. Like he doesn't play video games there, but he spends a lot of fucking time there for sure. And so there's like this half bottle of like pump lube, like not even like a little bit of lube. Like I think ladies, when they get lube, generally like it comes in like, you know, like little like mini hand lotion kind of bottles. Do you buy it? Um, but this is like a fucking pump, right? Um, and then, so there's that. And I was like, huh, like he must be watching some awesome porn right here. And then I look over on the other side and like, he's got like a replacement bottle. It was like a fucking 20 ounce bottle. It was just super funny. Um, it was one of those moments of, yep, this is the, this must be the life of a man. Um, although (laughs) I will say that the other day my mom came into town to visit with my cousins and I usually keep my very similar bottle of pump lube next to my bed, um, with my vibrator and everything else. And I get half, kind of have it hidden behind some shit. Um, cause my kids don't ever really go in my room. And I was like, fuck, is my mom going to end up staying in my bed or is she going to sleep in the guest room? Like what's going to happen? And I was like, Oh fuck, I'm going to have to hide my vibrator and hide my lube for the first time since I lived in this house. Did I ever do that? Wow. Sorry, I apologize about that. Um, that's how professional we are here on Dick Shade. Um, just doing everything the right way. I'm like turning off my ringers. <laughs> anyway, um, I need to figure out my my double mic situation because um, 
My friend Rochelle really wants to come and talk to me about online dating. She just got back into the pool to swim around with some boys, and she's in a very similar situation as me. She's uh, she's lived the dick shade. She went through all the, the ladies in this town and what it takes to earn street cred and all those kind of things, and now she's dealing uh, <clears throat> dealing with the male dating world and trying to figure that out with all of her friends. So um, I need to figure out my mic situation. If I can get that done this week, I'll bring her on next week and we can have another interesting conversation because I sure do love to hear people's dating stories and sex stories. It's really the best. Um, so thank you guys so much for joining me and listening. If you want to talk to me, email me, Amy Oakley at dickshade828 at gmail.com and I will read your lovely message if it's like super sexual and fantastic maybe i'll masturbate to it i don't know uh you know why i don't know because i haven't heard from you i don't know what you're after so share with me and everybody have a good night peace and love